Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We finally have a new Speaker of the House. It's a name you may not know. And I'm going to introduce you to the new Speaker, Mike Johnson, a man from Louisiana. He got a unanimous GOP vote, and he is vowing to address the debt, our open borders, and that's just for starters. Now, here is the part that's the most impressive about his background that you need to understand. He is an America first and a MAGA conservative. He is a, a staunch ally of the House Freedom Caucus. His mentor is Jim Jordan. He served as legal defense for Donald Trump during both impeachment trials. He also voted against all Ukraine spending after the initial bill. He has an F rating from Republicans for Ukraine. That's a good thing, by the way. He objected to certifying the 2020 election fraud. He called to arrest Pelosi after she tore up the State of the Union. That is his background so you understand who Mike Johnson is. He won, and make no mistake about this, this is a huge victory. You may not know his name, but you will soon. Speaker Mike Johnson. It's a huge victory because not only after we got rid of Kevin McCarthy, the D.C. establishment fought back. They clamped down, and they were able to stop good people like Jim Jordan. But conservatives won. Patriots won. Conservatives in Congress that stood strong understood they were running out of time, and they need to get this right, and they did get it right. For the first time in decades, we the people have a true conservative voice leading Congress. That's something else you need to understand about who he is. Now, let, let's talk about some of these votes for a minute, just so you understand. He's experienced, by the way, and we'll talk a little bit about his background for a moment. He's having been a member of Congress for seven years. He's in his fourth term right now. So he's not a newbie, understands how Washington works. And look, when you're the Speaker of the House, that's important so that you understand what victories you can have, what you can win, and what you'll have no chance of winning on based on the makeup of Congress. That's part of the, the, the experience that you do want a Speaker to have moving in. He fought, by the way, for Trump. As a member of his legal defense team during both these impeachments, what does that mean? It means he is a staunch Trump ally. So if Donald Trump is elected president again, he would have a speaker in theory that he could work hand in hand with to get stuff done. There's also his background. Johnson, Speaker Johnson, is a constitutional attorney. 
He is a constitutional attorney who received his degree from Louisiana State University. He's not a Harvard, Yale, Ivy League kind of guy. He's more of your, your, your common man, and I love that, okay? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that I, I think you can't be a great conservative and go to Ivy League. A great example of that is Senator Ted Cruz. But this is a guy that's kind of true to his roots. He's a part of flyover country. He's a conservative evangelical from the South. I love that. He's also a family man. He's married with four different children. His Christian faith is important to him. He often leads prayers on Capitol Hill. In fact, he was praying on Capitol Hill before, during, and after these votes. His mentor, Representative Jim Jordan. He voted for Jim Jordan for speaker. That's another part of him that I absolutely love. And Representative Mike Johnson has a life and a political record that is solid as a rock. He has consistently, from the very beginning, beginning, voted against the Ukraine aid, except for the very first aid bill. Most conservatives were okay with that one, but once they started to see where the money was going and how it was going to not go to the people that actually needed it, and that this was going to put us into an issue of World War III, and what the Democrats were doing with the money, and what they were doing in Zelensky and others, he said, no more money for Ukraine, I love that. Let's talk about those issues that are really important to conservatives. He is a hardcore, staunch, pro-life advocate. He has never wavered on his pro-life stance as a conservative evangelical. He supported President Trump's 2017 executive order, by the way, and this goes back to national security as well as border security. He supported President Trump's executive order prohibiting immigration from seven Muslim countries, right, that they said was, you know, anti-Muslim when really it was about national security. He stood by the president when that happened. And he solidly votes with his Republican colleagues. He's very policy-driven as well. This is way better than Representative Tom Emmer. Way better than Kevin McCarthy. Now, I'll be clear with you. I would have loved Jim Jordan. Jim is very much in the mentor of Mike Johnson. But if we couldn't get Jim through, at least we were able to get Mike Johnson through. There's also another aspect of this. And there was a wake-up call. Clearly, the Republicans... That you better get your house in order, no pun intended. It was a unanimous GOP vote. Now let's listen to what he said as he took the gavel and addressed the chamber, a joint chamber uh, in the House. I want you to hear what he had to say. Listen carefully. The challenge before us is great, but the time for action is now, and I will not let you down. I want to say to the American people, on behalf of all of us here, we hear you. We know the challenges you're facing. We, we know that, uh, that there's a lot going on in our country, domestically and abroad, and we are ready to get to work again to solve those problems, and we will. Our mission here is to serve you well, to restore the people's faith in this house, in this great and essential institution. My, my dad, it was mentioned my dad was a firefighter. He was an assistant chief uh, in the fire department in my hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana, a little town in northwest Louisiana. On September 17, 1984, when I was 12 years old, he was critically uh, burned and permanently disabled in the line of duty. All I ever wanted to be when I grew up was the chief of the fire department in Shreveport. Um, but after the explosion on that fateful day, he nearly died, and it was a long road back, and it changed all of our life trajectories. I'm the oldest of four kids, and, and my dad, um, he lived with pain all the rest of his life for decades more, and I lost my dad to cancer 
three days before I got elected to Congress, three days. And he wanted to be there um, at my election night so badly. Um, I'm the first college graduate in my family. This was a big deal to him. And um, so it was several weeks after that, it was early 2017, 2017, uh, it was my freshman term, and, and um, it, it fell to me to be in the rostrum one night to serve here as Speaker Pro Tem. I thought that was a big deal until I figured out that's what you do for freshmen late at night. <laughs> and I, I want to, I think if my memory serves, Miss Jackson Lee was, um, was winding down one of her long, eloquent speeches. <laughs> and not, not that I was not in, enraptured by her speech, but I, I looked, up, looked up at the top in, in uh, the chamber there and I saw the face of Moses staring down. And um, I just felt in that moment the weight of this place, right? The, the history that is revered here and the future that we are called to forge. And I really was just kind of almost overwhelmed with emotion. It occurred to me in that moment, it had been several weeks and I had not had an opportunity yet to grieve my dad's passing and, and um, I just had this sense that, that somehow he knew. And, and I had tears come to my eyes and I was standing here and I'm wiping them away and then it suddenly occurs to me, the late night C-SPAN viewers are going to think something's very wrong with the new young congressman from Louisiana. It, it wasn't Sheila's speech. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just knew in that moment that my, my, my dad, my father, would be, would be proud of me, and I felt that he was. And, and I think all of our parents are proud of what we're called to do here. I think all the American people at one time had great pride in this institution, but right now, um, that's in jeopardy. And we have a challenge before us right now to rebuild and restore that trust. This is a, a beautiful country. It's the beauty of America that allows a, a firefighter's kid like me to come here and serve in this sacred chamber where great men and women have served before all of us and strive together to build and then preserve what Lincoln did refer to as the last best hope of man on earth. This is a guy that understands history. And I love that about our new speaker, Mike Johnson. He understands family. He understands being what success looks like, being the first one to go to college from his family. It's an incredible story of the American dream being realized and coming about, not because he wanted this job, but because if finally people looked around the room and said, who can we get elected and who's a good man? And then they went to Mike Johnson. This was not his goal in life to be the speaker, to be very clear. This is a man that's actually serving because others were obsessed with being the speaker, like Kevin McCarthy. This is different. All right, let me tell you real quick about an amazing company called Patriot Mobile. For 10 years, they have been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with Patriot Mobile. They offer you dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the leftist agenda. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military, our veterans, and first responder heroes. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, making switching easy. You get to keep your same cell phone number, keep your same phone that you have right now, keep your same phone, or upgrade to a new one, and their team will help you find the best plan for your needs and save you real money. You got a small business? They can cover all that as well. All you need to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash ferguson. 
PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or call them 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the promo code Ferguson. Join me and make the switch today and protect our values and stand for them with every phone call. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or 972-PATRIOT. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One other thing about Mike Johnson that you need to understand is he was elected to Congress in the America First wave in 2016 with Donald Trump. That is important, a very important aspect of who he is. So with his election as Speaker, he effectively, what we have is, in a crazy way, a, a Trump Republican takeover of Congress. So when people say, are we back? Yeah. Yeah, this is not a swamp guy. This is a conservative MAGA Republican guy. That's what you need to understand. This is a guy that is sincere and authentic in his beliefs. He's, he has simplistic beliefs on what we need to do and what he can do as a speaker, dealing with the, the budget and how out of control it is, dealing with immigration and, and border security. Keep listening to what he says. Again, this is his historic speech right after being elected speaker. We stand at a very dangerous time. I'm stating the obvious. We all know that. The world is in turmoil. But a strong America is good for the entire world. We, we are the beacon of freedom, and we must preserve this grand experiment in self-governance. It still is. We're only 247 years into this grand experiment. We don't know how long it will last, but we do know that the founders, to take, the founders told us to take good care of it. I want to tell all my colleagues here what I told the Republicans in that room last night. I don't believe there are any coincidences in a matter like this. I, I believe that Scripture, the Bible, is <clears throat> very clear. That, that God is the one that raises up those in authority. He raised up each of you, all of us. And, and I believe that God has ordained and allowed... Hold on, let, let's just pause there. 
You just heard a man who's a speaker of the house now saying, I believe that God has ordained and allowed each of us to be brought here together. Does that sound like another speaker that we've had recently? No, it is not. Keep listening. Again, this is a man who's openly talking about his faith. He is proud of his faith. I'm going to back it up a few seconds because I want you to really listen. Is the one that raises up those in authority. He raised up each of you, all of us. And, and I believe that God has ordained and allowed each one of us to be brought here for this specific moment in this time. This is my belief. I believe that each one of us has a huge responsibility today to use the gifts that God has given us to serve the extraordinary people of this great country, and they deserve it, and to ensure that our republic remains standing as the great beacon of light and hope and freedom in a world that desperately needs it. It was in 1962, in 1962, that, that our national motto, In God We Trust, was adorned above this rostrum. And if you look at the little uh, guide that they give uh, tourists and constituents who come and, and, and visit the house, if you turn in there to about page 14 in the middle of that guide, it tells you the history of this. And it says very simply, these words were placed here above us. This motto was placed here as a rebuke of the Cold War era philosophy of the Soviet Union. That philosophy was Marxism and communism, which begins with the premise that there is no God. This is a critical distinction that is also articulated in our nation's birth certificate. We know the language well, the famous second paragraph that we used to have children memorize in school, and, and they don't do that so often anymore, but they should. G.K. Chesterton was the famous British philosopher and statesman, and he said one time, America is the only nation in the world that is founded upon a creed. And he said it's listed with almost theological lucidity in the Declaration of Independence. What is our creed? We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, not born equal, created equal. And they are endowed by the, the same inalienable rights, with the same inalienable rights, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. That is the, that is the creed that has animated our nation since its founding, that has made us the great nation that we are. And we're in a time of extraordinary crisis right now. And the world needs us to be strong. They need us to remember our creed and our admonition. Turmoil and violence have rocked the Middle East and Eastern Europe. We all know it. And tensions continue to build in the Indo-Pacific. The country demands strong leadership of this body. And we must not waver. Uh, our, our nation's greatest ally in the Middle East is under attack. The first bill that I'm going to bring to this floor in just a little while will be in support of our dear friend Israel, and we're overdue in getting that done. We're going to show not only Israel, but the entire world, that the barbarism of Hamas that we have all seen play out on our television screens is wretched and wrong, and we are going to stand for the good in that conflict. We, we have a catastrophe at our southern border. The Senate and the White House can no longer ignore the problem. From Texas to New York, wave after wave of illegal migrants are stressing our communities to their breaking points. We, we know that our streets are being flooded with fentanyl, and all of our communities, children, and even adults are dying from it. 
The status quo is unacceptable. Inaction is unacceptable, and we must come together and address the broken border. We have to do it. The skyrocketing cost of living is unsustainable, and Americans should not have to worry about how they're going to feed their family every week because they can't afford their groceries anymore. Everybody in this room should think about this. Here's the stats. Prices have increased over 17% in the last two years. Credit card interest rates are at the highest level in nearly three decades, and mortgage rates are now at a peak we haven't seen since 2001. We have to bring relief to the American people by reining in federal spending and bringing down inflation. The, the greatest threat to our national security is our nation's debt. And while we've been sitting in this room, that's right, that the debt has crossed almost $33.6 trillion. And the time that it's going to take me to, to deliver this speech will go up another $20 million in debt. It's unsustainable. We have to get the country back on track. Now, we know this is not going to be an easy task, and tough decisions will have to be made. But the consequences, if we don't act now, are unbearable. We have a duty to the American people to explain this to them so they understand it well. And we are going to establish a bipartisan debt commission to begin working on this crisis immediately, immediately. We all know that we also live in a time of bitter partisanship. It was noted. And it's been on display here today, right? When our people are losing their faith in government, when, when, when they're losing sight of the principles that made us the greatest nation in the history of the world. I think we got to be mindful of that. We're going to fight. We're going to fight uh, vigorously over our core principles because they're at odds a lot of times now in this modern era. We have to sacrifice sometimes our preferences because that's what's necessary in a legislative body. But we will defend our core principles to the end. In his farewell address, thank you. If you want to know why this fight for this speaker was worth it, all you have to do is listen to what this man has just said. He's talked about God. He's talked about country. He's talked about the biggest threat to this country is our unsustainable debt. He says, while, we're, while I'm giving this speech, our national debt is going to go up by $20 million. It's unsustainable. It's a threat to our future as a country. He's talked about the border. He's talked about us coming together on basic principles and not overreaching to things that we don't need to be involved in. This is why this speaker fight was worth it. So uh, the question that I am going to be asked a million times is, is this worth it? Was this fight worth it? The answer is absolutely. Because when you get somebody like this, that by the way, this man was not on anybody's radar screen. I want to be very clear about that. We are getting him as a blessing in disguise because we got rid of McCarthy. We had to sacrifice some candidates like Jim Jordan. I hate that. I think Jim would have been an amazing speaker. But to get Speaker Johnson, which is, is, is now going to be one of the biggest blessings in disguise.
So should you be excited? Yes. Should you be proud of this fight? Yes. Did the world end because of us not having a speaker for the last three weeks? It did not. Everything the left was freaking out over and and claiming and trying to make these hits on us, none of it happened, folks. And we got a good speaker because of this fight. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You got to imagine the left as they're listening to this new speaker, Johnson, and they're sitting there going, are you kidding me? Like, you know, they're judging him. You know, they're, you're, they're judging this man's faith. They're judging that this man is from flyover country. They're judging this man because he's talking about principles and values that they, they have pure disdain for. He's talking about things like fiscal responsibility. Well, be what brings down this country. He's talking about national security issues. Notice that there's nothing that he has said so far that has been extreme or, or, or radical. Notice that if you're a liberal, you're going to say it's extreme and radical, right? Defend your country, put your country first. This is a MAGA conservative is what this is. A man that came into Congress in 2016 uh, as, a, as a straight up MAGA conservative, a Donald Trump candidate. This is something for me that screams success. This is a simplistic approach to government's role and a simplistic approach that we should all be able to get behind. Right? This is simplistic in a good way. I want to understand this. This doesn't have to always be complicated. Okay? Things don't always have to be, uh, you know, overly spun. This is a man that says, I think I know what my job is here, and I think I know how we need to do it, 
and I understand what we need to do moving forward, and we need to start saying no to a lot of things instead of saying yes to a lot of government waste. Government's role should be limited, not extended in everything that we do. That's another thing here that I think is really important, is he's not talking about spending money, he's talking about saving money. He also understands history. Again, keep listening, and I'm playing the more larger clips here because no one knows Mike Johnson. I want you to know who this guy is. Here's more of what he had to say to Congress. In his farewell address, thank you. In his farewell address, President uh, Reagan uh, explained the secret of his rapport with people. And, and I like to paraphrase his explanation all the time. He said, you know, they call me the great communicator, but I really wasn't that. He said, I was just communicating great things, and they're the same great things that they've guided our nation since its founding. What are those great things? I call them the seven core principles of American conservatism, but let me concede to you all, I think it's really quintessentially the core principles of our nation. I boil them down to individual freedom, limited government, the rule of law, peace through strength, fiscal responsibility, free markets, and human dignity. Those, those are the foundations that made us the extraordinary nation that we are. And you and I today are the stewards of those principles. The things that have made us the freest, most powerful, most successful nation in the history of the world. The things that have made us truly exceptional. In this time of great crisis, it is our duty to work together, as previous generations of great leaders have, to face these great challenges and solve these great problems. I will conclude with this. The job of the Speaker of the House is to serve the whole body, and I will. But I've made a commitment to my colleagues here that this Speaker's office is going to be known for decentralizing the power here. Decentralizing the power here. You just had a Speaker of the House, and this is why it was worth getting rid of Kevin McCarthy, who says we don't need this much power in Washington, D.C. In fact, we need to decentralize the power in Washington, D.C. Washington has become too powerful, is what he's saying. You think Speaker McCarthy would ever say that? You think Nancy Pelosi would ever say that? You think John Boehner would have ever said that, that we need to get rid uh, of the power structure that we have here? They would never say that. Why would they never say it? Because they don't believe it. They're, they're drunk on power. You know, there's something truly incredible about how this guy even became the speaker, and I mean that in the, in the, in the, in the kindest way possible. Like, I mean that sincerely. I love leaders that are, that, that are called to lead because of circumstance. Not because they are wanting the job so badly, they're willing to make any deal possible to get it. Right? That was John Boehner. That was Paul Ryan. That was Kevin McCarthy. They wanted that power so badly and centralize that power and expand that power and, 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 and sell that power to the highest bidder or lobbyist or donor. This is a guy now, this speaker, who's talking about decentralizing that power. Hey, I, I, don't, I don't think we should be this powerful. I don't think the United States government should be this powerful in this way. This is going back to the issue of states' rights. And remember... There are, there are Republicans that believe that government spending should always be through the roof because if it is, then that means they're the most powerful branch of government.
This is a guy who's saying that that is our Achilles heel as a nation. That we do not need to be spending. There are a lot of Republicans that would never go along with that idea because they're like, well, hold on. Are you saying that I'm going to give up power? You're saying that you want us to not be as powerful as a body and give power back to the people and power on many issues back to the states? This is like complete foreign language to many Republicans in Washington, certainly the Democrats. And he's saying it, and not only did he say it, he got a standing ovation from the Republican side when he said it. Listen. My office is going to be known for members being more involved and having more influence in our processes and all the major decisions that are made here for predictable processes and regular order. We owe that to the people. That's right. And I'm going to make this commitment to you, to my colleagues here and on the other side of the aisle as well. My office is going to be known for trust and transparency and accountability, for good stewardship of the people's treasure, for the honesty and integrity that is incumbent upon us, all of us, here in the people's house. Our system of government is not a perfect system. It's got a lot of challenges, but it is still the best one in the world, and we have an opportunity to preserve it. Last thing I'm going to say is a message to the rest of the world. They have been watching this drama play out for a few weeks. We've learned a lot of lessons, but you know what? Through adversity, it makes you stronger. And yeah. And and we want our allies around the world to know that this body of lawmakers is reporting again to our duty stations. Let the enemies of freedom around the world hear us loud and clear. The people's house is back in business. Representative Mike Johnson giving his historic speech after being elected. I wanted you to hear from him so you know who he is. Can you be proud of this choice? Yes. Was it worth the pain of the last three weeks? Absolutely. Is this something that happened that I want to happen on a regular basis? Absolutely not. But what I can tell you is this. This is a major step in the right direction for this country and our government. And getting rid of Kevin McCarthy and replacing Kevin McCarthy with a man like this is a huge step forward. Congratulations to Speaker Johnson. I look forward to having him on this show very soon and letting you guys hear from him. But pay attention to what he said and the promises that he made. He didn't make a lot of policy promises He made promises about a smaller government, a limited government with less power and less spending. That is different than what we usually hear. He made promises about fighting to secure a border and being a country of laws. That is something we can all be proud of. Make sure you share this podcast with your family and your friends, and I will see you back here tomorrow. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. 
Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.